been a couple weeks since I had a podcast. Yeah. I was out of town last week, so I did one from the archives. Like, do you know the, do you know the band Fleshhole? Have you ever heard of them? Mm-mm. They haven't played around here in a while, I don't think, but they're a local group. They play, some of the members play in, uh, shit. They just, they headlined uh, the Fuchsia Fest. Oh, as, uh, a modest proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mason yeah. is in Fleshhole, too, but. Is that the singer, guitarist? He's the he's the guitarist in, let's see, he's the guitarist in uh, A Modest Proposal, drummer in Flesh Hole, singer drummer in Sunflower Syndrome. He's Damn. in like more than three bands, I think. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hello, miners, and welcome to the 10th episode of Mining in the Foothills, number 10, where I'm on the search for dialectic gold with doers from around the Midwest. I am Wes from Oliopus, and my guest today is Jackson Jax Fleming, lead singer and founding member of one of Southern Indiana slash Northwest Kentucky's hottest up-and-coming rock bands, Atlas of the Dogs. Hailed by News For You magazine as one of the Tri-State's most dynamic frontmen, Jackson spearheaded his band's debut release, a seven-track EP titled Rising, Falling, before diving fully in as a collaborator with his bandmates on their second release, a single titled Miss Cocaine. Fun fact, that song was recorded and mixed in this very studio. Uh, the This past summer, into this fall, current time, Jackson and his bandmates have been on the Dog Eat Dog tour, playing shows around the Midwest in cities such as Indy, Cincinnati, Dayton, and of course, right here in Evansville. Atlas of the Dogs is currently prepping for the release of their second Wally Opris produced single, a pop-infused rock ballad turned anthem at the end, titled Running which is set to hit all streaming platforms, I'm assuming, later this year? Next couple yeah. months? Yeah. Probably? Probably. Cool. All right. Jax, thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, heck yeah. You're the first that? Atlas of the Dogs guy to come yeah. in. I got all the strangers. Now I'm working my way through the Atlas of the Dogs. That was a hell of an intro right there. I like that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, the bio, I talk about it at the end of every bio it's like i'm like i feel like the bio is a great time to brag on people and like i learn a little bit about the people i'm interviewing by like doing some internet diving on like your instagram and like looking back and i know most of this about you guys because we've been working together for a minute but like it's still cool to like highlight some of the shit you've been doing because even like probably you don't like think about it much like how far you guys have come and like an album. I it's an EP, but it's pretty much an album. Yeah. Small album. Yeah. Big EP. Yes. Yeah. But then yeah, then two singles, whole two like three yeah. or four months of shows, you know. It's been a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't lot. really think about it until you just set it all out. I was like, Oh yeah. We kinda have done some cool stuff. Yeah. It's been unfolding. Yeah. So uh so take us back a little bit. Let's go back in time. Um personally but related to music um give me a quick background on your music history like not on your understanding of music history as a subject but as your personal music history from when you started singing and performing up to atlas of the dogs what what this is you always been doing this no no okay so this is well so i started playing guitar first i wanted to be a guitarist wanted to be slash you know and uh god if i had a fucking dollar for every time i've heard that <laughs> i know right yeah um he's the best you know he, he he's the king but uh <laughs> you know i wanted to be slash when at I what age 11 10 okay. maybe that's when i first started fell in love with it i was not good at sports can you know, like i suck at sports man <laughs> so i was like finally like something i'm good at i just picked it up I understood it. Yeah. Then I started learning piano, um, learned the bass, the Did you little take bit of drum lessons, or is this like your self teaching? So I took formal lessons for the piano. Okay. Cool. But sweet. I didn't yeah. know that. So that kind of gave me like like I can read music. 
I okay. understand, you know, the terms and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, but I didn't start singing till. Wait, can we curse on this? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay, you can cool. say whatever the hell you want. Um, I forgot to say that. I always yeah. forget to tell people that you can be your total self on here. Yeah. And if there's anything I bring up that you're like, I don't really want to talk about that, just tell me. Okay. So we don't yeah. go there. Um, yeah, I started singing whenever I was probably 14, but I didn't sing in front of anyone. Okay. Like, I, I waited it until everyone was gone from my house. Oh, shit, even your family. You even my saying? family. Yeah, yeah my... My dad didn't hear me sing till I was probably 16. So from the age 14 to 16, I, I would put on like Pearl Jam records and just blare my studio <laughs> so loud and, and sing it and sing it and sing it over and over and over again. And then I would record myself. I started doing that okay. just to hear what it sounded like on my phone, you know. Covers. Oh, always covers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how you learn. And then uh, just trying to figure out how to sing. You yeah. can't even know how to do it. So, dude, that's good. That's yeah. good training. I feel like Paul McCartney said that about uh, voice lessons one time. Just about like, just learn by mimicking the greats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I kind of do that. I mm -hmm. mean, I. But you're uh, getting up. You're getting to the point. <clears throat> not to digress too far, but like, I feel like um, after years of doing it, you start like. Uh, combining all of your influences to the point where, like, yeah, you begin, like, you become an original. Yeah, you know, you figure out, okay, uh, I can hit these cool notes while, I'll, and I, that sounds like or I can kind of do this. You know, Led yeah. Zeppelin. That sounds like, you know, uh, Soundgarden. Let me yeah. just like mix it together, and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. then you get uh, you. Yeah, yeah, cool. But then, so you're you like, when did you start writing or like making your own music? So I started writing music when I was probably like eighteen. Okay. Like seriously in school, writing. You're still in high yeah. school. Yeah. Still in high school. It was bad too. Some bad music in that, that time. That's that I to wrote. be expected, <laughs> but, dude. Everybody um, I mean, I wrote some fucking garbage yeah. when I was in high school. And it was never rock music either. Oh it was really? always like pop. It was oh, like, sweet. Or a country song, or like, because I just assumed that that was way easier, even though I didn't listen to that music. <laughs> but I don't know. And uh, I didn't start writing rock music mm -hmm. until the the EP. So the EP was your first attempt at a rising falling. Was the first attempt at like a full length project. It was my first attempt at writing a song, like oh, and shit. recording it on my own. Like, and then that unfolded into a full-length project. Yeah. It was just like, oh, cool, I got that song now. Well, let's just do another one. And then let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. And you're a whole, and then, like totally by yourself at that point? So partially. Depends on the song. Okay. Um, so like a song like like Depth, Yeah. Um, I wrote all the guitar parts. That The guitar that's in that song is this like shitty like Epiphone. Mm -hmm. Um, like that was actually I think the first one that we wrote or that I wrote for that um, EP, but uh, but like there's like bits and pieces. So I the way I see it is like I made the foundation for that EP, gotcha. and then I brought in everyone because we weren't really a band. Just friends. we were just we were just really good friends, and we wanted to be a band. And it was like this is my project that you guys are on. You know, gotcha. And at that time, there was no, was it Atlas of the Dogs or was it just? No, yeah, still Atlas. Yeah. You had already found that. You already made that name up for yourself. Uh, actually, Gage came up with that name. Oh, I really? I, yeah, I, take, I can't take credit for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Gage wasn't fully in the band until, or was he in the band and not in the band and back in the band? Yeah. Because he's a full-on member now. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's a staple member now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was me, Zach, the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gage, uh, we went to a Dirty Honey concert and met Dirty Honey, which was awesome. cool. On the drive home, called Gage. It was me and me and Zach went and uh, called Gage and we're like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Let's make let's make a song." And then that's whenever we wrote "Tear You Open." Okay, sweet. So, damn, that's cool. Which is the first song we ever made? Yes. Yeah. Was that before the album? Did you release mm -hmm. that as a single? Yeah, it was a single, like, almost a year before. Okay. Yeah. 
Gotcha. And then and then Depth was the second single? Or like the first single off the record? Uh, Abort was the next one. Okay, okay. And yeah. then Depth. And then Depth. Which, so it all started after a Dirty Honey concert. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I just saw them play a louder than life. They were they killed it. Yeah, they're awesome. They're fucking rock stars. Like they're like real life modern day. I mean, some like there's like I mean new rock stars. There's mm-hmm. the legends that still play. Um, but like when I see Dirty Honey, Greta Van Fleet, I've not seen Greta Van Fleet in concert, but like they're great. Those guys, yeah, it's just like those guys are like the real. Who else? Did, oh, we saw the Struts. They were mm. and they're like. I'm like, dude, these are like real life modern day rock stars. Yeah. It's dude. just fucking badass. I love the struts. Do you? So much. You kind of, yeah, I don't know the name of their front man, but um, you, re- there's similarities in terms of your stage presence. Thank you. Yeah. That's a big compliment. Yeah. His name's Luke. Luke. He's a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I, I see similarity. Yeah, dude, the struts were fucking badass. So man. good, man. They were grooving and killing it. They were going hard, too. Dirty Honey, you could tell Dirty Honey just plays shows. I'm sure the stress you, too, but it's like they, they just show up fucking, it's like another day at work, man. Mm-hmm. They go out there and play their dicks off and then I guess get back on the tour bus and head to the next festival or wherever, yeah. you know, wherever they're off to next. They're pros. They're pros. They're, they're fucking good. Yep. So it all started after a Dirty Honey concert. Well, that's cool. It did, yeah. And so um, I've always liked Depth. When I heard Depth, um, I don't know. I just, when I, that song stands out to me, I think it's a really, it's still, I when I, I listen to it this morning, I'm like, this is just a really strong song, in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, how did that come about? Like, like that, is that, was that the one that you said, that was the one that you had written the parts for? Yeah, so I wrote that guitar part. I wrote the entire outline, guitar, bass, drum, track, and it sat in a file on my computer for probably two years. Okay. And it was was labeled Cool Rock Song. And (laughs) didn't touch it, didn't put vocals on it. I was like, oh yeah, one day, but that it kind of sucks. Like, no one's going to want to hear that. So I just let it sit, and it just collected dust. And uh, and then yeah, that was that was the first one that I picked up to to do the EP. You have a studio set up at your place? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you you fill it out and then you bring some people in. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And and um, like were you guys? Did you guys have bands before this? Like were you guys all? Because you guys mm-hmm. are all really good at what you do. The current yeah. Atlas band. So it's like, like I can tell it's not. If it is your first band, maybe your first band together, but like if it is your first time being in right. a band, like all of you, it's like, well, you're really good. So John, mm-hmm. the old guitarist, mm-hmm. Gage, Zach, we're in a band together in high school. Okay. Called Five After Five. and Five After Five. Yeah, they played for a while. And actually, I think they started when they were in middle school. Okay. And... um. And then I was in, like, I played shows, like, with my dad, you know? Like, just dad, acoustic shows. I've seen shows. you, like, play some acoustic stuff. Yeah, that's how I started. Okay. When I was about 14, that's whenever he was like, yeah, you're going to do this. Has so, he always been a musician? No, he's not a musician. Oh. He can barely play guitar. I taught him how to play. He just, <laughs> oh, shit. He just went and sang karaoke at bars every once in a while. Oh, okay. And then... He's big. I don't know if you've ever met him. Big football player, dude. But um, I don't think I've met him. He's uh, he's probably gonna listen to this. And be like, I am a musician. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he just that was like our way of connecting. Yeah, it was. I wasn't into sports. He was a jock in high school, mm-hmm. and college, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So he was like, Yeah, I'm just gonna. We're gonna do this together. This is gonna be our thing, you know. And it was. And it still is. I still play shows with him. So like, what was your first gig? Like, did he find a place to for you guys to set up and play for people? Mm-hmm. Like, it was out of the thing. Yeah. So we played at Mexican restaurants. Okay. And uh, what'd you guys play? Just whatever we wanted. 
I didn't sing. I just played played acoustic. I was terrified too being up there. Yeah. But he got me into bars. I mean, we played at Tootsie's. We just walked in. We were like, Where's yeah. Tootsie's? Uh, Nashville. It's like where Johnny Cash used to. Play. Oh shit! Yeah. That, oh wow! Like on on the strip. Gotcha. Yeah, we just on walked Broadway. in with a, with the guitar and we're like, yeah, we're here to play. Wow. <laughs> and they were like, oh cool, yeah. Wow. We didn't get paid, obviously, but. That's fine. Still played there. Yeah, that's badass. Dude, kudos to your dad for like paving the way to get yeah, you. Yeah, truly. Yeah, to get you on, like get you up there. And like, I'm sure that was your really like, f- like, um, just like cutting your teeth in terms of being in front of a crowd and like just mm. getting comfortable. Cause you, like, you seem very comfortable in front of a crowd. I love it. Yeah. Like, I can tell you yeah. come alive. You really. Yeah, like, and we'll we'll get there, but like, um, but yeah, I, I'm assuming like with your dad, that's probably where you started overcoming stage, uh, like, um, yeah, stage yeah. fear, stage fright, stage fright. Yeah, yes. Definitely, I had it. Oh, it was rough. I also used to play at church. Okay, which a pretty big church. A lot of people play. I feel yeah. like that's a common story. Yeah, a lot of people. So that that was nice. You know, I got to sing there before ever singing out, and I was probably 18. okay gotcha so that was and you know i went to a church i had all the cool lights and the big stage and the rock guitars and you know it felt almost like a concert yeah felt like a concert so So did that inspire you too like i want to do like when did you think i want to do this like when did you decide you know like okay yeah you're playing guitar maybe you played some games Mm -hmm. with your dad you're playing at church but it's like is there a point where you're like i'm gonna fucking do this I'm going to like form a yeah. band. I'm going to write this music. I'm going to like be in a band. Well, I guess it was after Dirty Honey, but like, was there, was it before but that? It was before that, though. Okay. I, I always wanted it, but it was like, how do I get there? You yeah. know? So, uh, one of my like favorite memories, I, uh, I was in school. Um, I think it was my junior year because that's when they start pushing, like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. Find your career path. You need to do this. You need to like, and I was just like, I don't even know. Like, my dad's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, (laughs) I'm with your dad. It's like, dude, you're fucking 17. If you know what you want, boy, you're an outlier there. You know, very true. But I was in class and I watched this video, which is still one of my favorite um, videos. But it's Jared Leto, 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay, and he is playing uh, the kill. You know the song, the kill. So come break me down and bury me, bury yes. me. Yes, yeah. So he start, he's in this just sea of people. Yeah. And he's up there with this acoustic guitar and he's playing it. And it's like this crowd of just like people singing this song. Yeah. And I remember watching that and just being like, what? Like that's real? Like how? Yeah. And then, and then midway through the song, he takes the acoustic guitar off grabs a mic and starts running through the crowd singing the song and the band comes in and it's like this big thing wow and i saw that and i and i remember i texted it to my dad in class and i was like i don't know how to get there but i want that wow and he's like okay like if if you're being serious let's do it so that's badass yeah that's badass so does that do you is it the feeling of um do you do you feel like you get kind of like an inkling of that feeling like at a live show for an atlas show when the crowd's there and you're like because i feel like you really feed off like not every singer of a band is also a performer or like a front man right you know what i mean but you really are like you you're fucking all over the place like you're yeah Yeah. but you're singing you're hitting the notes you're like and something else i noticed like you engage with the audience it's like you like look at them and it's like we're all here together you know what i mean like you're very yeah connected with the audience definitely try i think that's fucking huge dude i feel like that's huge well it's it's cool i mean they're there to see us you know it's like we're just some band from like a small town. Like it's mm-hmm. not like we're the struts, you mm-hmm. know, where like everyone knows our name. Like the few people that do come to our shows 
are fans and they've they come to every show and they yeah even people followed us to freaking cincinnati it was like it's badass yeah you know I'm several g- hours away four hours away or something. yeah like i want to engage i want to be thankful for every person that comes in you know yep. and i want them to have fun that's my biggest thing like any song we write any show we have i want to i want to dance to that song mm-hmm. and i want everyone and the crowd to dance mm-hmm. and i want it to be a party that's awesome well and like you you said like you just mentioned the struts again that's something i noticed about luke so you said mm-hmm. they're facing something that he does i've seen them twice now is like he really like engages with the audience it's like he's fucking there with the audience he's mm-hmm. not just singing to the audience he's with the audience i feel like that really helps you stand out you know like and and it is rewarding as a fan like it makes you feel like you're part of the show you know like you're well, you engaged. are yeah you know there like, is no show if there's no one there yeah you know yeah that's true yeah um i remember uh well, hold on. Let's go back. So your okay. your vocal style has been compared to, and this is in magazines, such artists as Chris Cornell, your music, uh, to such bands as Chevelle, Soundgarden. But I'd say your newer material has like a different sound. Hmm. Your last two songs. Um, I, I feel like I know that your bandmates, or I've heard that your bandmates, you know, they, they have like a more involved role in the writing process now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I also know that you all have, and I feel like this is common, but like you, each member of the band has different tastes and influences, yeah, backgrounds. Um, how has like, how has working with the band like change the process of writing your atlas music and like how has how has the process of making music changed from when it was just you doing a lot of the drafting and a lot of the you know compositions with the first record to the now it's a much more collaborative and you work at a different like you work here you Mm -hmm. know you guys bring the music here after you've written it all and it's like we like finalize it and mix it and master it like is it is it do you feel do you feel like it's better do you feel like it's just different so, or you yeah. like it more or? so much better really oh my god yes dude it, like my biggest complaint when i made that was that i it just felt like i was alone yeah because i was i spent hours upon hours like days just sitting at my computer not doing anything but just working on that yeah and it was like now I get to like be in a room with my best friends mm-hmm. and we get to make this all together. Mm-hmm. Like Zach gets to put his input in. He's like the, we, we joke on him because he's like this like super like hip hop, like pop. <laughs> he loves pop and all that. And I mean, nothing against it, but he's in a rock band. So it's like, you know, but he adds that influence to it still yeah, to yeah. where he can play it and it still shows him. And then, you know, Gage, he gets to do his thing. AJ gets to do my his thing. I get to do my thing. And it's like we're creating something new. Yeah. As before. It really feels that way. Yeah. Like before it was just like I literally wrote a lot of those songs because I went and watched Chevelle and I was like, oh, that's really, I really like that. I'm going to make a song in drop C sharp. Uh-huh. And then I, I just wrote a song that sounded like Chevelle because I just watched Chevelle. Yeah. But now it's like we're making Atlas music yeah like it's it's fun it feels that way and it's really fun on the other end of it it's really fun working on the back end of it Mm -hmm. for me because like you guys come in both times that we've worked on a song together um it's been a different process than like than what i'm used to because like you guys come in and it's like you you have you have a song that's pretty much already made and like even some parts are already recorded like you tracked them yourself like i like the last song you guys sent me i mean we retracted several things but it was like you know there's probably like 20 backing tracks or something that was like we already did all this and that's yeah. like and but what i love doing like as a producer is like i love my background is electronic music so like my background is like making stuff within the computer so like when you guys come in and you're like, 
yeah, we just want it to sound cool and like, here's everything we have. And it's like, wow. So what am I going to, like, I told Zach this, uh, I think it was Zach, with Miss Cocaine, mm-hmm. I mixed it the first time and I went upstairs and I played it on my like sound system in the living room and I'm like, it's not there. It's something's, it's just boring. Like something's just too boring about it. That night, I sat outside, I smoked a little bit, and I listened to Tame Impala, and I was listening to his mixes, and I'm like, holy shit, there's no rules, like there's no, there's no way that this song has to be, you know, it doesn't have to be anything, it just needs to be dope, like it just needs to like hit, and it needs to like have a space, and like feel really cool you know Mm -hmm. like everything needs to just be fucking cool and then the next day i gave myself permission to sit down with miss cocaine and to just fucking go wild dude just go just go edm on it go go dubstep on it in my mind in terms of like there's no rules man it doesn't have to be a fucking rock song like Mm -hmm. i thought it needed to be it was like that's cool go crazy dude and i feel like even that aspect mixed with all of your influences, it's like it then create because I've gotten some compliments on Miss Cocaine that like people are like, that's a cool song. Like it just sounds cool. Like even my wife's like, I like that one. She has no cool. idea what it's about. She doesn't even give a fuck. Like yeah. she's just like she hears me playing it sometimes or she hears me working on it. She's like, I like that one, you know? And that's I cool. think it's cool that it like it just you guys are so open and like like, yeah, you have, to, so after, you know, I'll like mix it, send it to you guys, everybody's got input, but it's like, at the end of the day, everybody's really open and like, um, willing to trust wherever the song takes itself, like really, you know, like wherever yeah. it guides through the process, you know, like, yeah. I I well, even feel that with the most recent song too, it's like, you had some ideas of where, you know, everybody had some ideas of like, this is what we want, but. There you go. Yeah. Like, we try not to force it, I think. I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. If we say it has to be this way, then it's like, well, maybe it'd be cool if it was that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like the references that you guys gave me, like the mixed references, I'm like, this is cool. Like there's some like, there is some rock, but there's like some pop mm-hmm. and like pop is right up my fucking alley. And like in a lot of the bands that I've worked with, are the opposite of that. They want to go further away from pop and polished sounding material. Mm-hmm. But I like really polished shit. Me too. It's like, it just to me, I'm yeah. like, that's what I like. That's what I like to listen to. I like listening to other stuff too. Like there's a, a beauty in something that's like raw and organic and, and, and just authentic in that manner. But there's also something beautiful about like, let's add some synths. Let's mm-hmm. throw some synthesize. Let's throw some like sweeping sound effects and like, like that's what your new song has a bunch of is mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know if they're, I guess sound effect. I mean, I don't know, just extra material that gives it, a, you know, like a, a modern feel. Yeah. It's like layers upon layers of hidden. Things. It is. Yeah. And I'll give you a little fun fact. I well, actually, I already told you that because you were here when we f- finished the master. But like, uh, I even kind of went a little crazy with the sound effect. I'm like, let's add them because you already had them in there, mm-hmm. just in certain parts. I'm like, let's just add them throughout the song here and there, you know, just to mm-hmm. really. I'm glad you did. Yeah, like carry yeah. those transitions, dude. I just listened to the final mix on the way here, or the final master. I hadn't gotten around to it yet. Dude, you like it? So good. That's good. I, it it made me want to cry at the end. I'm not I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, it made dude, me emotional. That's beautiful. When that's I, the when way it, it has to be. Dude, when it hits those falsettos, man, at the end, it's like gives you chills. Yeah. And I'm like, I've listened to like I don't know if I'm allowed to say that <laughs> about yeah. my own song. Yeah. You but know? that's the way it has to be, dude. Yeah. If it gives you chills, then hopefully it gives somebody else chills. Yeah. You know, a listener. True. Dude, that's awesome. I was in, so when I was just on vacation, I'm glad that you guys aren't rushing it. Like, there's no like strict deadline for this one, which makes it great. Well, good and bad because sometimes it could go on for fucking ever. But we're like done. Done. I feel like now. 
But um, I was in, I just went with my family to Florida and on the way, we, we visited some friends in Pensacola. Then we were driving to Jacksonville to see some family. Mm. On the way, we're listening to just a bunch of different music. And then uh, it's just going down like my liked playlist on Spotify. And then Miss Cocaine comes on. And the music was like all of like the radio or like the stereo was turned down when it was coming through. And when I heard it, I'm like... I think I can do better. Like, I think I, like, personally, in terms of the master, like, I was mm. like, I think I could have made Miss Cocaine a little louder. So then I was thinking about running, and I'm like, I texted Adam or you, I don't even, both, I don't even I think it was Adam, but I'm Probably like, Adam. if you wait another week, I'm going to mix running again mm. or master running again, and I'm going to get it loud as fuck. You and did. it's going to be. Like not distorted and not over compressed. It's not gonna sound like shit, but I'm like, I think I have like in my head a way to make it louder. And so like, but I even felt like not even louder too. But when I remastered it with running, like I when I listened to it back, I'm like, it sounds thicker. It sounds than it did before. It sounds huge. Yeah, it sounds big. Sound like you said in there, like a stadium. What'd you say? Yeah, anthem. Anthem-y. It yeah. does. Yeah. Towards the end, it's like, whew. yeah. But we're always improving, you know? Like, people like Miss Cocaine. So clearly, there's nothing wrong with it. But when I heard it, I'm like, I can be louder. Like, we can be, I could just mm. make this louder. I don't know if I can make Miss Cocaine louder, but I can make, in my head, I was like, I know, because that was like when we were down here working on it, Adam's like, it just, it has to be loud so that it fits, you know, when you're going yeah. from song to song. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in the back of my mind. I'm like, we got to make running loud, dude. It's got to be fucking loud. Because, like, I mean, it, it hits, dude. Like, the kick drum's big. The bass is big. Like, like that's the way that the song was written, you know? Like, mm -hmm. the guitar parts in the beginning, are they're, like, more sparse. They're not as many. It's more of gauge, like, playing these melodies that kind of go in and out of your vocal melody. Mm -hmm. So, like, the... And, and uh, Zach told me that when he brought the drums over for that song. He's like... uh He's like, I feel like you need to mix the first part like a pop song and then the second part of the song like a rock song. Exactly. And then and then when I sent the first mix, everybody's feedback was like, the second part needs to be more rock. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I forget what song I referenced for the second half. I, I chose a new reference, something like, oh, um, Voices in My Head by I thought it was MGK when I heard it on the radio but it's not MGK mm -hmm. it's like somebody else but it's a new song gotcha but it was the drums were so fucking big and like his vocal like everything was just so I'm like that's the sound like mm -hmm. that's what it needs to be just like and and that's what I like about your music too is like it, it has it is rock some aspects but it's like hyper it's like big it's like hyper real it's it's like i feel like that's what at least the aim of it is like what bands you know in the 70s and 80s are going for like they want it to be big like louder mm -hmm. than life in some you know some yeah. bands like big it's like that's what yeah it's got to be big dude it's got to just feel big you know all around yeah well i want it to be big and i want it to be upbeat yeah. Like even even running, which is slower in the beginning. Yeah. Still Laid groovy. back. Still super groovy. Yeah. You can still dance to it. Yeah. That's my that's my number one thing. Whenever, anytime we write a song. Are you going to write any ballads? Because I feel like you're a good singer. Mm. I don't know. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> Not right now. No. <laughs> you're in You're in a, a beat. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, though, you like to dance around. Yeah. Or you like to be able to dance on stage yeah. and bring I wanted, that energy to the audience. I want our show to be... I want the crowd to be the same as like an EDM show. Mm. I want people... I don't want the music to be the same. Right. But I want the crowd to be like sweating their ass off, jumping and drinking and partying yeah that's beautiful man yeah. that's awesome it's so fun. do you feel um well this segue is good to perform you're performing so as i said in your bio tommy ellis from news for you who is like 
I can tell Tommy's a big fan of your guy, or he's a big supporter of you guys because he writes about everything you do, which is mm-hmm. fucking badass. Tommy's great, man. Like he's awesome. I send him stuff a lot. And I'm just like, hey, this is going on, and he writes about it, a lot of it. Um, but he called you one of the tri-state's most dynamic frontmen, which I, I believe is true. That's mm-hmm. I second that notion. But because I remember seeing you guys play live for the first time, um, I hadn't seen you play before that, but I had heard about you guys. But you played. Uh, with the strangers at Tiki on Main, which is formerly mm-hmm. backstage, um, my first impression was like you guys showed up fully dressed, makeup and all. You guys looked like rock stars. You know that was our first show, right? What? That was our first show as a band. Holy shit! On top of it, that was the first time I ever performed like that. Oh my god. So that was like a brand new rendition of your character and your mm-hmm. what you were showing up as. Mm-hmm. I had no yeah. idea. So I don't know if How you How the remember. fuck did we even hear about you? <laughs> like <laughs> So well we just we we came out with with the record. We we never played a show. Oh, okay. We never played those songs out. Oh shit. Um the songs that I wrote weren't even intended to be played anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you were just making Yeah, music. It was just yeah. But yeah, that, I don't know if you remember, but everyone in the band had makeup on. Because I, I was remember. like, you guys are going to fucking wear makeup. And it was totally, it was a total, and like your outfits too, it was a total juxtaposition from the strangers who are like, they show up in like plaid and like, they they dress up a little more now. But you know, it's like, it was like total, which was good. I yeah. felt like this is good because now the audience, it's not two bands that are the same. It's two very different, mm-hmm. you know, young yeah. bands. They don't do that anymore. We we uh, I don't make them. Uh, them. Do you still wear makeup? <laughs> oh, you still of course. Put them yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's like your thing. Yeah. But but um, like you were my first impression was because I I was doing the sound that night too, so I'm kind of off on the side and I'm mm-hmm. like watching you guys. But right away, like the crowd, uh, I could tell like quite a few people there right away came to the front of the stage mm-hmm. and like it became like an instant thing i'm like oh shit okay i did not expect this you know it's like fun night yeah and then like you were fun to watch um but like um but but what i could tell right away was like wow this dude like i was watching you because you're the front man i'm like this dude i'm listening to everybody but i'm watching you and i'm like this dude really embraces his energy like you really embrace your your stage presence you know what i mean like you fully embody it and like i said like you're connecting with the fans but like like is that something you like learn or is that like just something because not everybody has that or that even the i would even say even the courage to like put themselves out there to like like be vulnerable with the crowd you know what i mean it was scary yeah yeah but you do it yeah like that's what you do you well know? it's not scary anymore okay yeah that day was terrifying i don't know if you talked to me before that show but i was like about to sweat you're playing my, it off it's fine my makeup off i was so terrified i don't know man i just then you just went for it i just went for it yeah. it was like a leap of faith and it worked so before that you had never really played like that no, with dude, that I, band i sat there and i just stood with with my mic just like normal bands I guess. I'm glad you didn't do that that night. You fucking just dove in, man. Like, so, so, but like, you growing up, you didn't like, you weren't in like theater or something to like learn. You just copy what? I dance uh, whenever no one's home and uh, watch a lot of bands and always loved the charisma and loved the, the, who they were. Mm-hmm. Huge Steven Tyler fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can tell, but yeah, that's cool. Um, I just loved how he just captivated it. Like yeah. you have a band like that where just like amazing guitarists, amazing drummers, amazing bass players. And yet he's amazing too, but he stole a show. Like it was, he went up there and was just this crazy eccentric dancing, doing cartwheels, <laughs> whatever he wanted to do. And yeah. I'm like, how does he, how does he do that? Yeah. You know? 
while so still just, singing and like yeah. delivering the music at the same time. That's probably the hardest part. Yeah, I could tell you. I mean, like when you were at Fuchsia, you were yeah. That's the last time I think I saw you guys play, and you were. I mean, you're working hard. Like you're, but your whole band is coming alive. I know mm -hmm. that Adam said that. Adam is your manager. Uh, uh, he said that like that's something like you guys have actively been working on as a band. Which, dude, I think that this is so good. It's like to acknowledge. I was just talking to somebody about this about the strangers. I'm like, you can tell. Like I've known the strangers for like three years. So from where they started, for example, Caden, the bass player, mm -hmm. used to stand pretty still and play his bass. Now he's he's moving around, he's interacting with the audience, interacting with his bandmates, and he's fun to watch. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that is how it's done, man. Because then, by the time you guys get on a big stage, a big platform where people are like, oh shit, who are these guys? They're badass. It's like, yeah, they've been developing. Like, mm -hmm. they've been actively working on, like, we gotta get better at this. We gotta get better at this. We gotta do this. And then you become like a real band, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. They do their thing, you yeah. know? So I, so Adam told me, he's like, you need to, he's like, you need to come out to a show because we're doing more shit. Like, we're, our, sh our live should. show's really yeah. developed. The fact that the last show was Fuchsia. I don't even, I don't even I feel like August. Fuchsia was that good for us. I enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're doing some cool stuff. We're uh, trying to continue to add new things. Like what? What are some of those things recently? Um, so we, because of Fuchsia, mm -hmm. we saw the Strangers um, do a fucking crazy drum solo. And, yeah. And I like looked at Zach and was like, "What do we have to do to to get something to get like something that? like that?" And. Uh, so we did, we started doing like just adding a drum solo in at a certain point in our set mm -hmm. and, and it gave me time to hop off the stage and get a drink of water and rest for a second. But, uh, that's cool. He, uh, he was, Zach came to me, he was like, you know, man, the drum solo is cool, but it's not me, you know, like what I'm, what I'm playing up there, I'm, I'm playing it. He's he's doing great, but he's just like this isn't what I want. Like I want to show who I am as a drummer. Okay. So I was like, okay. So what did you have in mind? So he uh, he's like, just hear me out. I'm gonna make this backing track. Okay. I'm gonna do a normal drum solo, and then I'm gonna hit this backing track, and I'm gonna have a um. I don't even know if I should spoil it. I'm gonna spoil it. <laughs> um, these eight oh eights. And trap drums okay. with me playing. Okay. And I was like, like his live kit, he's playing over top of a eight oh eight backing track. Yeah. So Beat. huge boom, boom, you know. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah. You know. So he's like, just, just let me, just let me try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'm like, okay. So he sends it to me a few hours later, and I'm just like. This is amazing. Oh, you loved I it. I loved it. Yeah, sweet. So we bring it to practice, and usually how practice goes is me and Zach are on the same wavelength, mm -hmm. and AJ and Gage are on the same wavelength, mm -hmm. and that's where we butt heads. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like a 50-50 thing. But uh, so AJ and Gage are like, no, nah, fuck this. Like, we're not doing this. Really? This is so stupid. Mm -hmm. And then me and Zach are like, just just let's just try it and we got to try it at lamasco's a couple weeks week ago and dude it was so awesome it was so awesome that's like, badass like because it's like we get to show a different side of us no one goes to a rock show and expects them to to start hearing this like what sounds like a drake song under under a drum solo you know it's like yeah. it, we're 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 getting the people who because obviously we're our target audience is girls our age, yeah, and they're not really into <laughs> rock music, but they are into rap. So, you know, we're capturing yeah, the audience in that, in that way. way. Yeah, 
That's badass. And dude, I mean, think about if that. So if that um, Tiki show was your first show together, mm-hmm. that was in like uh, April. April, yeah, of twenty twenty two. Like that was in April, so that was like six months ago. Mm-hmm. So in six months, your your live show is developed this much like think about like just fast forward like two years you know like think about like the the originality and the like the ideas that you guys are going to start implementing when because it's like oh shit now their live show becomes not only is it fun to watch because you know Jax is like a entertaining front man but now like the drummer is doing you know zach's doing this cool shit yeah with like a but it's kind of a you know it's like it's like original like nobody mm-hmm. else around here is doing that yeah exactly you know and then it's like oh shit now it's like a a fucking thing mm-hmm. and then like I'm sure you're gonna keep implementing ideas of because like I've watched the strangers develop as a live act from just playing songs that led in one another to mm-hmm. where like like their show now they they can throw down like a thirty minute set at louder than life that's just like from start to finish it never really ends it's just going from like one song with like this jam interlude thingy in to where lucas says three words and then it goes into the next song it's mm-hmm. like like the live show now becomes a performance that is like crafted and like you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's like that's what we're formed. working on now yeah but i mean think about it you're only yeah. six months into the live thing i know you guys have played like a bunch of shows this summer but it's mm-hmm. like it's awesome to see how that now starts to unfold and like you create these cool yeah like things it's fun man yeah i'm excited what do you know when your next show is no yeah i'll check your epk i got access to that so yeah. i'll just look at that it's that's somewhere. what adam said he's like all the dates are on there just go look I'm yeah like, right, I'll, I'll check it out so so give me um give me a couple bands that you're listening to right now or that you're like like who are you who do you like see at this moment that you're into old new it doesn't really matter mm. who's 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 got you inspired right now anybody uh KG Elephant fuck yeah so good i his, the front man is Matt he's just an animal he's crazy um you like their music too they love their music you? yeah like i don't think i've heard a song that i didn't like by them like, that's awesome um so i've had them on repeat for a few months now um that's cool i'd say my top band though is monoskin mm-hmm. love monoskin i think i love them too much <laughs> It, I, I yeah you mentioned them uh i'm not that familiar with them i've listened to some of their music but uh you mentioned them on miss cocaine mm-hmm. yeah like that was kind of like that they were becoming an influence on you but have you liked them for a while liked them since i've known about them which has only been i mean they're fairly new okay um because they i mean they were they're from italy so okay all their old music was in italian so oh, shit okay um but they did, you know, the song Begging, right? They did a cover of Begging. I'm begging, begging mm. you. But uh, whenever that song came out is when I first was like, oh, who are these guys? And then I went deep dived and found, and we do one of their songs. Uh, okay. Strictly because I like forced the band to do it. And they were like, it. Oh, I guess I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's just, oh. But you at you Atlas of the Dogs it, didn't you? Like you probably made it your own yeah, rendition. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that ha- that happens too. Yeah. But like, th- what were you gonna say? I think a lot with that song is just like the the performance aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like crawling on the floor and like <laughs> I get a little too too crazy with that one. <laughs> But. That's all right. That's what it's all about, dude. That's funny. I mean, if if that's where that takes you, you yeah. know what I mean. They that's go crazy for it, though. I love it. So that's awesome. Uh, I saw you said mentioned Cage the Elephant. I saw. Um, I went to. 
oh, fuck, I guess this was like in 2019, but I went to um, Shaky Knees in Atlanta, a mm. rock festival, and Cage the Elephant headline one night, and then like Tame Impala headlined a different night, and I That's think cool. Beck headlined the night before. But um, when Cage the Elephant, their their set like the sets before them kept getting shortened because there was like a storm coming in. Mm. So they thought that they were going to have to like shut down the festival early that night. So they kept like kind of shortening everybody else's sets to get KG Elephant on. And we thought we were only going to see like 45 minutes of KG Elephant or something, but it was just kind of like on standby. So, so, um, they're set and I had just fallen in love with KG Elephant mm. myself. So I was like super stoked to see them, but I really had just gotten into them. So I didn't quite know what I was about to witness i had never seen him live and then it started raining but not that hard and it never thundered or lightning so they just mm. let the festival go and so um they played for like an hour and a half in the rain and it was in the summer so it was like uh it was in may i think so That's cool. it wasn't cold or anything but it was like Oh, it was amazing. And it just kept, ha it just, he's like, well, I guess we're going to keep going. Like, fuck it. You know, they're not shutting us down. So let's keep going. And he just kept pulling out songs and like, they went so hard in the rain. They were going nuts. And it was just like a beautiful moment. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or like, we didn't even really, we thought we were going to get one thing, but then it just kept going and they just kept going deeper and deeper and just awesome. giving it to us. And so since that, I've, yeah, I have a really strong affinity for that band. Mm. And he I, goes and I so their, crazy. I love their records. I'm 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 really particularly in love with um Tell Me I'm Pretty, that mm. record. I think that's the name of the record. With the girl with the girl, like the redhead girl coming out of the water. It's like a white mm -hmm. album cover. That's mess around. Yep. Yeah. You like that song? Love, we do that song. Oh, yeah, that's one you do? Yeah, we do that one, and we do come come a little closer. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. I do need to get out to a gig soon, because I love those songs. Yeah, we've been doing those for a while. Where you been? Yeah, but yeah, like I usually see your sets that are like 30 minutes, yeah. mostly originals. Yeah, that's true. But um, that's cool. So so let's like, let's like zoom out, but ahead. Mm. Uh, what do you want to happen next? For Atlas of the Dogs, mm. like within, like what do you want? What do you want to happen next? You guys I mean, have played your tour, still playing it, but yeah, more shows. I that's my biggest thing with Adam. Mm -hmm. It's just like, dude, I'll play every day. Just book it. Mm -hmm. like, like I don't care. Um, some more shows. Um, I would love a label. That'd be amazing. Mm. That's tough to get, but mm -hmm. that's definitely the direction, I'd say. You just want to grow it? Yeah. More shows, yeah. that grows it. Dude, it's funny how, like, even, like, small shows. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. It's like the more small shows somebody plays, then it might lead to a big show. And then, but it always it always adds a couple people to your listeners, mm -hmm. to your to your stream counts, which... Is this like, uh, like constant building of like? Then your streams go up, then you can get bigger shows, and then mm. like you get bigger shows, then more people listen to your music, and like, yeah, it's a beautiful. Uh, but it's it's just organic. It's like real organic growth, and then you get on people's radar at record labels or or wherever else, you know. What's and your manager keeps networking and getting more plugged, mm -hmm. you know, which I know Adam's growing to do such things. Yeah. I like Adam a lot. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He uh, uh, he's the only other person in town that I'm friends with who is uh, managing a band and like on the back end of the music, mm -hmm. um, and dedicated, you know, like dedicated to growing the, mm -hmm. the thing, you know. He does a pretty good job, mm -hmm. I must say. And he's like, yeah, he's a. Uh, He's pretty relentless. Like he just keeps going, and yeah, I'm excited to see where where he goes and where he takes you guys, and mm -hmm. how the whole thing unfolds over over time. Yeah, because who too. knows? 
like it's it's a it's a beautiful relationship when like a person gets into a project early on and helps build it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're together anymore, but Chance the rapper and Pat the manager, they were together like when I was for younger. a while. Yeah, um, that was who like me and my old manager used to admire a lot because mm-hmm. they would like like Pat, you know, like helped craft the career that is Chance the rapper, mm-hmm. you know. And Logic, the rapper, <laughs> it's not his name, Logic, and his manager, um, they built their company together, you know, like their whole thing. So it's like, it's. I think it's cool when, when somebody gets, and you know, like Adam, like this is his first time managing a band, but he's like yeah. learning and... We were on the we talk on the phone a lot about just fucking. Yeah. Adam's been there for a while dudes. too, like he's been he was with us before we even had a show. Mm-hmm. Like, because you guys would just hang out at the coffee shop and yeah. talk and. I guess yeah, that's we, we were friends. friends friends before, and then he was like kind of not really for doing this for a while. And I was like, bro, like, you talked him into it. Well, I like slow, like I, I like. Uh, like fish hooked him almost you know Mm -hmm. it was like uh at first it was just like listen man just like help me just do some emailing like you don't have to do anything just email and if you get one then i'll give you this percentage yeah you know so then that's what we did and then that it just increased and increased and increased of to where now he's like you know that's what happens yeah (laughs) we're gonna like be signed to him yeah 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 we've been uh, yeah we've been talking about that that's awesome. It's a big step, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. He's gonna be your full time manager, or like act, you know, like taking that role on. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, hey, um, I have one segment. It's called "Don't Think, Just Act." So I'm gonna list off ten terms, names, ideas, um, and then you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Cool. Say it one more time. I'm gonna rifle off ten terms, <laughs> names, or ideas. And then you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So don't think, just whatever pops up. Cool. Funny enough, the first name, Adam the manager. Great dude. Great dude. Dream gig. Ooh, uh, Wembley. Wow. Damn, that's the first on the podcast. I mean, we only had 10 episodes, half of them are musicians, but that's a good, I like Wembley, that's cool. Uh, Most memorable Atlas of the Dogs moment so far. Um, staying in the uh, hotel together. <laughs> what what city? Uh, Cincy. Cincinnati. Yeah. That's cool. Cincinnati is a big supporter of our area. We get, we all can get shows in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's great. Um, favorite album all time. Ten Pearl Jam. Beautiful. Favorite song all time. Black by Pearl Jam. Love it. Pearl Jam played um, Bourbon and Beyond a month ago. Still haven't seen them. Really? Yeah. Maybe um, one day you could play a festival that they're also playing. And badass. Get a good view. Um, Anna Marquette. Sexy. <laughs> That's Jack's girlfriend, by the way. Uh, Wally. Opus. Nice. Who's your idol? If you had one. Steven. Steven Tyler. Love it. Atlas of the Dogs, five years from now. Number one hit. Love it. That's a great goal, dude. I feel like I'm a huge believer recently, and maybe people disagree. I think you got to have a fucking huge... You have to have huge songs... To get huge opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the way. Like uh, one of my friends who works in high-level uh, booking, um, she worked at UTA, then Live Nation, for a long time. And like she was telling me that. She's like, you need to get your band's stream counts up or else like booking agents aren't really going to take them serious. And um, I heard Parker McCollum, a country artist, was talking about that same thing. He's like, He's like these these like legends that we all see that are still playing big shows. He's like the reason is I mean they have catalogs of hit records. He's like the songs, man. The songs are what mm-hmm. are going to take you there. 
So I think it's a great goal. Not that we're sitting here trying to craft a hit record. It's just yeah. we're writing fucking, you know, or not me, but you're, yeah. I'm trying to help you guys like fucking make something that pops through. By the way, running, um, I don't know who said it when we first got, maybe it was you, I don't know. Somebody said like, uh, they could see this song uh, being like a TikTok song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I showed it to one of my buddies uh, like last week. He's like, dude, this song sounds like it would be on TikTok. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. fuck yeah, dude. That's what they were talking about. Okay, last one. If you could sit down and have a beer with anybody, a beer, coffee, whatever you drink, with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? Mm. Who do you want to have a conversation with? Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the person that people have compared you to. Mm. In a in a I think in a very complimentary way. Definitely. You know? Yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know if I deserve that one. <laughs> well, hey, I take it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I gotta just say this. Not every I said this earlier, but I'm gonna say it again. Not every band singer is a front man and a performer and a captivator and i believe that you are and i think it's the it it's the it factor that separates a front man from just a band singer you know someone who's truly like wow i just i just spent that i just watched this person perform Mm -hmm. you know i love it i think that that's a great great quality that you have as a singer thank you and I love working with your band. I think everybody's really fun and cool. And like, I enjoy when you guys come around and I enjoy working on your records. I think it's a, I'm really honored to do that. And I, I hope that, um, I hope that whatever role that I can play serves you guys to help you get to where you're going to end up, you know, which I hope is far and beyond where we're sitting right now. Well, thank you, man. I mean, you do a killer job, so. Thanks. Yeah. I always love the shout outs. You guys are very um, loving and uh, I don't know. You guys always, you guys always show love, whether it's, whether it's out at a show, like mm-hmm. a fuchsia. I loved it. You're like, Have Wally to, Opus, man. we fucking love you, man. We do. <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, that's the thing. I appreciate it's, that. <laughs> I mean, we're just honest, you know? Yeah. And I love that you guys like hang out with the strangers. I think like, I think it's cool that there's like these two local bands that, you know, like, I don't know. I was talking to somebody about this last night. I like I like music business, and mm-hmm. I like I'm not I'm not talking. I think people have a bad taste about music business. They see like money, numbers, people fucking people over. It's like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about building real projects mm-hmm. with real bands who like we really believe in. And I know not a lot of that goes on in Evansville, but like or you know our area, but like we're you're a part of it with your manager. I'm a part of it with the strangers and just several other projects that I'm working on. It's like, let's fucking do it right, man. Like, I don't give a fuck if it's cool to not be in, like, to not be with the label. We're independent, all that shit. It's like, okay, that's for you. But like, I like the yeah. building. I like having agreements that are fair and, and laid out and clean and everybody's happy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, like, I never understood that either. Yeah, I, I, it's like, but how else is it going to happen? Yeah. You know, you're going to get lucky, you know, maybe. But like, you could also just end up fucking broke. stuck and broke and yeah, and like not going anywhere, you know. So I commend you for, for uh, in my opinion, doing it right or, or attempting to do it right. Well, thank so. you, man. Appreciate All right. That. Jax Fleming of Atlas of the Dogs. Thank you, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. We'll have to do this again down the road, and hell yeah, catch me up on where the hell you're at with everything, and yeah, and I'll be at a show. Thank you. I'll be at a show very soon. All right, everybody else, thank you for listening. Have a great week, uh, and um, oh, and also, they can find you on Instagram mostly, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, Instagram, TikTok. I guess Facebook if you use that. Yeah. Twitter. You guys have Spotify. A, you guys have had some stuff pop off on uh TikTok. Dude. 
It's awesome, man. It's so cool. <laughs> well, I hope that, yeah, I hope that that shit keeps growing. I hope your live performances keep growing. Yeah, dude, if you're listening to this and you haven't been to a show, you got to go see Atlas and the Dogs and listen to their records, man. Listen to their new record coming out. Um, the date to be released is yeah. to be announced. So look out for that. But yeah, follow them on Instagram, wherever they wherever people could find you which is pretty much everywhere yeah most places awesome all right all right well uh yeah thank you everybody for listening to mining in the foothills um and yeah have a great weekend or a great week